Our scripture reading for today is taken from Luke chapter 8, verse 1 to 3. Luke 8, verse 1 to 3. Are we there, please? I'm reading from the King James Version. Luke 8, 1 to 3. And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God and the twelve were with him. The certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna, the wife of Shusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. The word of the Lord. Amen. Libris. From darkness. Arise. In his steps. Redeem. Redeem. Everything about women, we are always excited. I thank the Lord for this opportunity and I thank uh, the leadership of the church for entrusting me with the pulpit today. Hallelujah. You might be wondering, I've not been to uh, Bible school before. You haven't seen me anywhere near a Bible church, a Bible school. But I can assure you that I've been with Jesus. And just like uh, Acts of the Apostles 4, 13, that they were wondering where Peter and them had their courage to be talking like that. They said they had been with Jesus. So something had rubbed off on them. And since 1977, I think a lot has rubbed off on me. So pardon me when I go off because I'm still, God is still working on me. My perfection will be in heaven. Hallelujah. And those of you too who say that maybe you think that women, we are preaching and you don't accept it. Remember, the woman we are going to talk about, it was the first that she was told to go and tell. So I think I have a right to come and stand here and talk. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for yet another day, another opportunity to sit at your feet at your table to dine. We thank you that you have all the nutritious food for us today through your word. I pray that, Lord, anything that will be a stumbling block, anything that will take away something out of your word, O oh Lord, we come against it in Jesus' name. Even within myself, O oh Lord. Pray that you make speaking be easy. Hearing will be easy. We thank you in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Uh, for the Women's Missionary Union, WMU, worldwide, our team for five years, since 2015, has been Arise, Shine, for the light has come. And for that reason, the whole world, anytime the women, 
uh, celebrating their day, they have to stand on this theme. Arise, fine, for five years. And next year, uh, 2020, we will go to Brazil and it will be changed for the next five years. And to us, the women in Ghana, we realize that there has been, we, we, we have accepted Christ. And in Ghana, a lot of us know God. But we realize that a lot of our issues, the loyalty to the kingdom, is shaky. There's something wrong. So the decision was to take women, arise, shine, and be loyal to the kingdom. Hallelujah. Loyalty, to be loyal, you should have a quality of faithfulness and devotion to something or someone that you might do, you might meet. You have to be faithful and loyal to yourself, to family, to church, to God. We realize that a lot of the times, the loyalty that we should give to God doesn't come because there's a lot of challenges in our lives. And that is the reason why the Bible too is asking us to rise. It's, uh, the Bible accepts that all these things are like darkness around us. So get up because Christ has brought the light. We don't have to go and look for the light anywhere. It has already come. And that you have to rise up. And when you rise, rising is an act of your will. You decide. If I say get up and none of you get up. It is your decision to rise, to get up, that you get up. Nobody can force you, so it's an act of your will. Now, we need to be loyal to Christ. We need to be loyal to our family. We need to be loyal to our community and our country. The value we put on all these areas that I've spoken about, the, the, our loyalty to it depends on the value we put on, on it. So if we put a very flimsy value on church, then as it has rained, hallelujah, the pews are really full. Amen. Amen. Are they? Because it has rained. Hallelujah. If you think that the value of coming here is so high, everything depends on it, then you will make sure that wherever you are need to go, you will go. That's why at times... We usually use the visa going to especially the American embassy and the British embassy. We put so much value on the visa. So we get up loyally. Even in the rain, Ubekon, if it had been today, uh, the, the, uh, the consulate is open, the embassy is open. You see that the women, the people are lining up in the rain. Hallelujah. And yet we dodge it. At church. The connotations of loyalty, synonyms, unwavering devotion, constant, your allegiance, fidelity, faithful, staunch, steadfast, resolute, all imply a sense of duty and devotion to something or someone. We are supposed to be loyal to the kingdom. The kingdom two prongs is spiritual and is physical 
we have to accept the kingdom of God has come. Christ said it. So it is here. Then we need to accept him into our lives. And the kingdom stays within us. If you have never accepted Christ as your Lord and personal savior, the kingdom is not within you. Maybe you are walking on earth, so the kingdom of God has come, so you are walking in it, but you haven't. And to be loyal to the kingdom, you need to accept Christ as your Lord and personal savior. Other than that, everything that we are doing here is an entertainment for the world. Hallelujah. The uh, entrance requirement for the kingdom, God realized that we have all sinned. So, he came to die for us. And he told Nicodemus, you have to be born again. So those who think that we are touting, they're born again, born again, and you are tired. Don't be tired. That is what the Bible said we should do. To qualify to be in the kingdom. And when you uh, qualify, you accept him, you live the Bible, you obey it, you do everything that is in you to be able to be stay faithful, loyal, until, because he says that he's going to prepare a place for us. He's going to prepare a place for us. And that he would come out, come for us. Hallelujah. John 4, 1. So there's a place that we are going. And that is what we are preparing ourselves for. One day, we are all going to die. Hallelujah. If you say stop fear, until etc. Now your your wife, your mother was one hundred and two. She's one. She's gone. Mister Mbia, how old? He's gone. So we will all go, but we need to work so that we will be qualified to have. He said he's preparing my place, and I believe that wherever he's preparing for me depends on what I put in because we are supposed to work our salvation with fear and trembling. Hallelujah. That's why we also sing this song. Heaven krona oya humka kro o sandeminti yepe heaven ako awa heaven na na So you will die, and you have accepted it. Hallelujah. Our part is to shine. Our part is to shine. We have to shine. We have to shine so that people may see our good works and glorify our Father. Our Father is being insulted. Our Father is being riddled with all sorts of names because of our actions and our attitude. So let us rise and shine so that our God... Matthew 5.16. Now, at this time, since it's women, I took a woman. That's why I went for Mary Magdalene. And before you ask me about the, why I'm going to talk about Mary Magdalene, the passage, it says that these women, Joanna and all these people, and Mary Magdalene was there. And you realize that Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, Salome, the sister, I think they said is the sister of Mary. And she, she had uh, an interest 
in the kingdom up there because she is the woman who went to Jesus to tell him that he wants, she wants the uh, children to stay here and there. Hallelujah. But it is only Mary Magdalene who didn't have any reason to be where she was all this time. The reason she had was because she has been relieved delivered. Christ has uh, delivered him of the demons. Seven, according to the Bible schools and all the thoughts, the seven is supposed to be a complete something and it's supposed to be terrible. So you can imagine what this woman had, gone, had been through. Everybody knew that she was in Ghana who said she's a witch. A witch. Possessed. And at times when there is prayer meeting or deliverance session and somebody starts to manifest at times when it's so violent that at times you don't want to even the person to even touch you you don't even want to be there because and at times we look at them in a very funny way even though they had been delivered and this woman has gone through this for how many years we didn't know she has really suffered ostracized from the society and yet Nobody saw her need. Nobody saw what she really desired. It was Jesus who met her and decided that you, you are delivered. And the moment that woman was delivered, they said he what? He followed Jesus. That is loyalty. She thought of where she had come from. She thought of where she, she was at that moment. For that, if she has still been possessed, I don't think she would have had the courage to come out to do anything. But for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of Christ, this woman was delivered and she burst out and she followed Jesus. Verse 3 of the passage says that the, uh, the women, they gave everything all their resources and supported Jesus. As we go through, you realize that there was a time that they said these women followed him and served him when he was in Galilee. That's why WMU, hallelujah. Women, we decide to compliment the uh, pulpit. We, co- we decide to compliment the pastors. We play our part so that for support, in cash, sika. So we ask for money a lot. So if you are the part of the people who think that we do sika, 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 it is the sika that is going to take us to do the job that we have to do in the kingdom here, and that will give us the crowns for us to go up there. Hallelujah. So when we start giving excuses, it's very difficult for me to say, Where is your loyalty? The money. The things, everything that you have, you have now. But it, before you say you don't have anything, please remember that you have life. Somebody is struggling just oxygen. Hallelujah. And it's not enough. But you are here. And we are quick to give excuses. The gentlemen who are here, they said they came from the US. Maybe if I ask them, they will tell they bought their own tickets. They came with their own resources. They saved for this trip to come and share the word of God. Me, 
If I'm going to the US, I'm saving to go and shop. Hallelujah. Holiday. We are going to look at all the places in the world. Even the Israel that we've been going. Some of us is sightseeing. Some of us because yes, we've been there. Hallelujah. Where did God take you from? Where did he pick you from? Me. If I tell you mine, hey, if it hadn't been for the grace of God, I would have entered prostitution because I was hungry. I didn't have anything. Now, our father's loyalty to our mother and to us, the family, was not good. So, at a point, he decided he doesn't want girls. We were three girls and three boys. And even the boys that he decided to look after, he even abandoned somewhere along the line for another woman. Hallelujah. And we suffered. We were not poor. But because of our father's loyalty to his family, we were so poor that at times there was hardly anything to eat. If we had something to eat, the little that is there, we will reserve it for the, our little sister and we had a, a nephew. Then we will go hungry. We used to say, assuming. Then as I'm hungry, sitting down, I'll start assuming that as I'm sitting there, I'm eating jollof. I'm eating this. And by the time you come and you ask me why I'm smiling and I'm, then I'll tell you I'm eating jollof. Assuming. So I told God that if ever, when they told me about Christ, and they said, the cattle on the thousand, whatever is his. All the wealth, I say, Charlie, you have to give me. Other than that, I'll start counting the ceiling. So that I'll fill my belly. Not, not with a baby, but with food. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, one day, God, if you do that, I will also give to the people who are also in my situation. And fortunately, I met a husband who also agreed, bought into this ministry of mine. And we ended up with 17 children for Biologica. Hallelujah. But that is what I thought at that time. That is the little I could do. I was running. I was an athlete. And the university, they would give us uh, provisions. I will run and I will get an iron, cloth, all sorts of things. And I was sharing it with uh, girls like me who were around this area so that they will also have a dress to wear to come to church. At times, we will wear uh, the same uh, we will rotate the dresses so you wouldn't know whose dress it is. And we are, were all in this church. Nobody was ashamed. We shared. That was what I thought I could do for Christ at that time. It's not about how much I have. It's about how much I can give. So that somebody will also make to that by a place that is being prepared for. Hallelujah. What are you giving? What is your loyalty to this church? To the church you came from? Oh, that's awful. They talk about money too much. What should they talk about? 
when there are people on welfare if we don't give there's nowhere they will go and I tell you a woman if a woman is hungry and is needy they will count the ceiling but if it's a boy he will use his muscle they become robbers I'm robbers hallelujah and broad daylight they will come and take it from you I'm not uh, I'm not praising what they are doing but I think that there are genuine cases in this issue then we need to be supportive of one another we need to that is what the bible enjoys us to do what are we doing last week reverend fred came to talk about the population of this church is supposed to be ten thousand or something then thousand eight hundred and even the thousand eight hundred titan everything offering is dodging us i said ah so what am i hearing where are you taking the money to? And my friend, if you stand there and look at us entry, nobody looks poor. Hallelujah. We have cured, pedicure, and secure, every cure, our head, the men, everything has been cured and we are okay. So what is happening to us? If it had been a kuriyokuo, the, the fellowships that we have the our is it tribal or our ethnic fellowships sorry that's when i can't say that why is what now that's what our loyalty to it is so so that because if we go and we die our mother dies somebody dies they will come hallelujah they will come and support us and people came and we glory ourselves and say hey you know all because i'm faithful are you loyal to your church to your family if you're a man is your loyalty to your family like how my father did if it hadn't been for the grace of god somebody so this woman mary magdalene became a financier Three, it says, these women were helping to support them out of their own means. And some of us, unless the church gives it to us, if somebody doesn't give it to us, we don't go. Loyalty. Loyalty. Let's take a brief moment and think about where you were, what you would have become where you are now and say something to God within you Mary Magdalene knew so she followed Jesus she followed out of even the loyalty she's stuck with Jesus even when she was uh, he was being on the road to Calvary she was there throughout to the crucifixion and remember by this time, when Jesus was captured from the garden, Matthew 26, 56, the disciples deserted him. Hallelujah. The disciples did what? Deserted him. The moment they caught him, oh yeah, all of them scatter. Then before you think about Peter, Peter 26, 58, followed him at a distance and when you go to 
sitting down, he went and sat in the courtyard amongst the enemy camp. Hallelujah. He could have drawn closer to the women, but he was in the courtyard. Doing what? Where he was, the people would be laughing at Jesus. They wouldn't be crying for him. So, when it was time for him, they asked him something. Immediately he did what? He denied him. It is easy when you are sitting amongst the unbelievers. It comes like that. Then when I read this, my mind came on to Psalm 11. Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand on the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. At times I sit there. Me, I've told you already I'm not perfect. Oh. He's still working on me. So at times I sit there. But by the time I realize that, hey, Charlie, it's not right, I move away from there. It's nice to sit in the seat of the scoffers because some of the things that they'll be saying, they'll be jesting in a way that you smile and laugh, ah, hallelujah. And you forget that they are ridiculing your God. Where are you seated? Where do you sit? Are you following Jesus at a distance? When you are following at a distance, it's easy for you to deny the church at a distance. Oh, Calvary, this is Fred Debray. Hey, this man, this and that. He doesn't this, he doesn't that. You are walking at a distance. If you are close to him, you will hear, you will see where the church is uh, hungry and the church is re really needs help. If you don't get anything, you need you pray for the church. My dear, the moment you find yourself agreeing to the negatives about your church, about your family, about this, Charlie, be careful. Your loyalty and what touch ma. Hallelujah. They beg us to come to church. They beg us for everything. The moment they stand, they say, please, come early. Eh? We'll give the Ghana time. Come early. Eh? Then it is you are being begged to come. You should be here. Prayer meeting, well dodge. Where do we go? Where lies our loyalty? Why have we accepted Christ? You were born for a purpose. He said he had plans for you. Are you in the plan? Are you walking in God's blueprint? Hallelujah. Eh? You find reason not to wear it. Oh, I won't go to WME because this dress is not very flattering. I know. I didn't like it at first. But I realized that if this is the ministry I want to be in, this is what they are wearing. So I wear it. You are not in the choir. You are not in the counseling. You are not in the men's ministry. You are not. Where are you? You come here only on Sundays and even then late. At times, when we are going to work early in the morning, uh, you see people rushing and the traffic, hey, and they swerve, they swerve. Where are they going to work? 
but have you driven on Sunday? And you, have you seen people swerving and going on their shoulders for them to make to church? No. Your own loyalty, I've done it. I do it. Mary Magdalene stuck with Jesus. He had come to say he's king. He's come to say all sorts of things. I'll pull down this and I'll do it all day. Uh, doing what? Uh, blinds, deceiving, everything is happening. Then in the end, he has been killed. Hey, some people left. But what did she do? She, got, she stuck with him. Let Fred or somebody get as suffer. Let him have a problem in this church. A lot of us would desert him. You wouldn't want to know anything about him. Me, this is sorry. When Otabel was in trouble, how many of us prayed for him? Hey, hallelujah. His own church members. When there's a problem, you run away. And that accounts for our migration from churches to churches. Instead of winning souls for a church, Churches are increasing in numbers because we are, are refugees. We go from here to here. So membership of 2,000, then it means uh, Calvary has lost 500, another church has lost another 500, and all that, and they have ended up in another church. The church is not filled with born-again believers. People who are, you have witnessed for them to go, and so that will nurture, counsel, until he comes and baptizes them. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, you. Mary Madeline was there. She was there. At the crucifixion, she was there. And even she saw where he was laid. Mark 15, 47. And at a point, they said that they were seated opposite the tomb. Matthew 27, 61. They were there, that close. He didn't say that this man is a failure. Those who said, Hosanna, Hosanna. They went there, they said, it's a lost case, crucify him. Which category are you in? When Christians, we need to be, we need to be, it's the mosque, big mosque out there that, hey, the biggest mosque is in Ghana, and blah, 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 people, we are scared. What are we scared of? If we go and evangelize, the mosque will be empty. Hallelujah. She was there, where she was laid. All because, when men were running away, Mary Magdalene was there. All because of what Christ had done for her. Joseph of Arimathea, a wealthy man, he offered his tomb. What are you offering today to Christ, to this church, to your family? Docas, the widows. Mary anointed his feet. John 12, 3. Dorcas. Acts of the Apostle 9, 36. Lydia, young ladies. 
he offered. She offered her house, her wealth, to serve the kingdom. What have you offered? What are you offering? Hallelujah. At the university, I, uh, African studies, Afro stats, I, I flirted with uh, drama and theater studies. The moment I saw this, I said, eh, this will be good for, drama is a very good tool for evangelism. So I joined the group. Later, we directed, I directed. Because I, I couldn't see myself, I was a very shy person. And I couldn't see myself standing anywhere to preach. But let's act the Bible. Let's act this. Anywhere in Ghana, in Accra, we'll just mount a pulpit and just uh, whatever. Especially on this among Christ's place. And people will gather and will preach to them. What are you doing for Christ? In your own small way. I told you, I'm not preaching, no. Me, I'm speaking. Because preaching, I need to go to that uh, I saw full school. I haven't been there. So I speak. Hallelujah. In your own small way. When I started, I couldn't talk. But God will give us the resources. Moses had a problem, so he gave them Aaron. God gives in your own small way. Then this woman, at the end of it all, two days Friday, Saturday, Sunday, between the Friday night and Saturday, she was preparing what she would want to go and do to her Lord. She planned something for Christ, for the kingdom. Planned something that is going to go, anoint, see. Do we plan anything for the church? Or we are always prompted. She knew her duty. Out of loyalty. So she went. Early in the morning. She went. She went there. And I'm sure. It wouldn't be that. The light. The sun wouldn't be that much. And going into the cemetery. And the tombs. Nobody likes the cemetery. For as many times that I've been to Osu Cemetery, where they buried my mother, I still can't find. But this woman, because of her loyalty, I don't, I don't think she was very familiar with that cemetery or the tomb or wherever. But she made sure that she could get up early in the morning and trace her steps back to the tomb. Do we take our time? To find what we can give, what we can do. The little things that can lead us to be able to do what Christ has called us for. She walked there. And if you are thinking that she was a brave woman, I think she is. But you should remember that in the tombs, in the tomb, legged mad people. Remember that demon possessed man could have attacked her. He could have done anything but for her loyalty. There was no fear for herself. She really, she was really bent on doing what 
she needs to do for the dead body of the if he's dying, he has died that what is the use of a dead body oh hallelujah but she went back risked everything and went back she goes there and the body is not there can you imagine what happened to her and she cried and cried and cried that the bible says that uh, she didn't even recognize when christ was there and at times that's what we grieve so much that we, we don't even feel the presence of God in our lives. We are so overwhelmed. But Christ is always standing there. He's near. He said when you believe him, when you accept him, you will never walk in darkness. He will never leave you alone. So let's in our tears, let's in our sadness, in our sorrow, just look at God is there. And one of the funny things that I find there was that he said that, please, if you have taken, if you know where he is, can you tell me to go and take him? You Mary, and Jesus looked really tall, eh? And he had body. He was not too lanky, lanky. How are you going to carry this man? But in our loyalty, women, at times something happens and you think you have the strength to do everything. At times, the adrenaline flows in us so much that at times we behave to a fault. So forgive us at times. But that is how we are. She felt she could do anything for the sake of Christ. Where are you seated? Where is your loyalty? The reason why you came to church today the reason why I came is to preach. I hope it's not true. That I'm coming to worship my God. In the rain. In the sun. Now, we are here. We went to where the Anabaptists were. Hold on. The Anabaptists, where they had to hide. They, they went underground. And they were in a cave. And before they could get to the cave, when we went there, they had done this uh, rope, whatever that people were. But I, we were wondering how they could get there so that they will worship their God. We are here. Go to Syria. Go to all the places that... The snipers are ringing around, and yet they are there. They know that if they catch them, that will be it, and that will be heaven. Hallelujah. Some of us, we need to be appealed to, especially here in uh, sorry, forgive me, uh, Calvary Baptist, Auntie Joanna. She appealed to a lot of people. Oh, please come and join us. Oh, please. Oh, please. To the extent that she, she looks like she's overbearing. Why can't you just come? Knowing that you were born for this. Knowing that somebody's salvation depends on you being here. Then you bring your money, then we can go and save somebody. Somebody looked after me, helped me to go through the university. To get education and then I'm standing here. I didn't have anything to do with that person. 
I didn't count the ceiling, and neither did he give me anything. I, all I, he did was, as a Christian, he felt that there was something in me and held me through the university, and I'm standing here. If he hadn't done it, Christians, where would I have been? Others are waiting for you. The church, the kingdom needs you. What are you doing? What risk are you taking? Some of us, we take the risk to go to Aboblochi at 2 a.m., 1 a.m., so that we can get the goods from the first buyers before it gets to the second hand. And yet, we can't risk walking in the rain. We can't risk, I have to do this before, for my husband, for my for child, for this. All excuses. Close your eyes. Then, you think about your own loyalty to God. For a moment, let's close our eyes. Walk yourself through how you became a Christian. You became a born again, a Christian. Most of us were born into Christian family. I'm not talking about that one. No. There's nothing like a Christian family. There's everything about being born again, accepting Christ. Where were you when Christ met you? Look at how God has taken you through and what he has done for you. Doesn't he deserve your loyalty? If I hadn't come to this church, a lot of us, most of us are still here. The old good, the old ladies and we're men now. Most of us are over 60. If it hadn't been for what this church did, all of us would have been scattered around. Instead of going to the disco, that was why I liked a lot. When I became one again, I realized I had to come to the church. So Monday to Sunday we are here. Until they stopped us there. One day, you people stay at home. That's why Monday became like a holiday. We didn't have anywhere to go. All the support. What are you doing? The young ladies, they are responsibility. When we die, not if, when we die and Christ hadn't come, they are going to take over from us to work in the kingdom till he comes. All we see, criticism. They are this in a short. They are whatever. What are we doing to help them? If you don't know him as your Lord and personal savior, Charlie, you are lost. If you don't know him and you are singing and you are jumping and hey, Charlie, you are just enjoying entertaining yourself. Unless you don't believe in the Bible. You are wasting your time. It's time to decide. Where does your loyalty lies? Are you walking in the blueprint? What God brought you into his kingdom for? Yeah, thank you very much. Mrs. Redu, thank you very much. The choir is singing and we're inviting you. If Jesus is not your Lord, just come forward. Hug the voice Jesus is calling who go and work today. You must turn over your life to Jesus before you can work for him. If you are here and Jesus is not the Lord of your life, our international choir is singing and we're inviting you. Take your bag, your Bible, 
come forward and say, Jesus, I hand over my life to you now.